for me, uh, when I left school, I came up to this nuclear power station at Heesham and started out as a, a chain boy. I suppose the highlight of my career there was I received a Chief Fire, Fire Officer's commendation after we rescued five people from a burning building. So that was probably yeah. the highlight of my career. I bet. Nagged the wife into getting me an appointment at the doctors. He did the tests. Yeah, he said there's something there. You need to go and see a specialist. From start to finish, within eight weeks, I would see, I'd seen a specialist to being fully diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Altrad Uncovered. I'm Pete Hughes, and as usual, I'll be your host for today's podcast. Today, we're joined by Dan McGowan, a store manager at Haitian One Nuclear Power Station, located on the northwest coast of England, near Lancaster. Dan joined Altrad in December 2016, after previously retiring from a 25-year career in the fire service. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. We're excited to get to know you. Hi, Pete. Thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to sharing my story with you today. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. So, first of all, let's get to know you a little bit better. So, perhaps you could share with us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Danny McGann. I am 61 years of age. I'm married... 43 years. I have two grown-up children and five grandchildren. I spend quite a lot of time with my grandchildren. Uh, two of them that live local to me and two and the other three live in Newcastle. Plus on top of that my son is a Freddie in a Queen tribute band so we spend quite, quite a lot of time traveling up and down the country seeing him as well. So in all that time if I have any spare time I try to walk in the lakes, which we love. It's part of our main relaxation is walking in the lakes. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, well, thanks for that, Dan. And um, yes, supporting a, a Freddie Mercury tribute band. And uh, obviously, I'm very envious of those walks in the Lake District. It's pretty special up there, especially so on a, a beautiful summer's day. So uh, yeah, fantastic. Okay. So let's chat a little bit about your career, Dan. Earlier, I mentioned your long-term tenure in the fire service, but that's not where it all started for you. Um, it seems you've come full circle in a way, haven't you, Dan? For me, uh, when I left school, I came up to this nuclear power station at Heesham and started out as a, a chain boy, which was an assistant to the engineers who do the leveling and the measuring and the marking out of buildings and things like that. Because it was in yeah. the early stages then, I learned to set up levels and stuff like that for them. And uh, worked quite for about two years, three years doing that, which was quite interesting and quite busy work because obviously it was yeah. a busy start at the time. Then uh, as the job started to come to an end, most of the company that I worked with were moving down to the Channel Tunnel. Yeah. And I had young children and I didn't really want to go. So I applied for the prison service and the fire service. 
And luckily enough, after a, a lot of effort, I was accepted in the fire service. And I worked for the fire service for 25 years. Loved the job. It was rewarding, always helping people and trying to put things right for people after disasters and, and different things. And it great. It built up great camaraderie and great yeah. teamwork and things like that. And I suppose the highlight of my career there was I received a chief fire, fire officer's commendation after we rescued five people from a burning building. So that was probably yeah. the highlight of my career. I bet. I bet. Then obviously I got to 55 and that was retirement age for me. So I retired, bought an old bungalow, uh, yeah. restored it to a high standard. Very, very nice in that now. And I just needed something else to do. So I uh, applied for a, to come back on an outage. An outage is where they shut down and do refurbishments on the site stations. Yeah. Uh, I did that on stage two first. And then as I came over to look for a job on the next outage, which was going to be here on stage one, I was lucky enough to pick a full-time job up with Altrad. And that's where I've been since. Thanks, Dan. That's, um, that's a great insight into a remarkable career. Plenty of variety. And I, I suppose selfishly, even better, you've set me up quite nicely, actually, for my next question there. So I guess it's fair to say retirement wasn't quite right for you, Dan. So I'm curious, what drew you back to Haitian and what attracted you to work for Altrad? Really, the the thing that attracted me back, I, obviously, once the house was complete and my wife was still working, I spent a lot of time at home, spare time, and just needed something to fill that time, really. Um, yeah. yeah. There's only so much list of jobs you can do and... <laughs> <laughs> things like that so uh, it was a matter of just looking for something what i planned really was short term and uh, obviously i did all my vetting and passed to go into work in, a, in the nuclear industry yeah and then obviously i came and did a, a stage two's outage i worked on there doing what they call a fire safety and guardian uh, where you're checking on welding and that to make sure there's no fire starting and also you're a safety guard for people going down in tunnels and holes or dangerous places so there's no atmosphere and that is checked so that was yeah. mainly what I, my, I was trained to do on there and then after that finished obviously I came over to Eastern One and was lucky enough to go into an office and ask if the, they were looking for any employment and I yeah. was lucky enough to pick up a job as a they needed a storeman, and I was in the right place at the right time to take that role on. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, well, what can I say? Uh, I'm really pleased you chose Altrad, uh, Dan, and um, that we were able to provide you with a route back into employment. We're also very proud that you're one of our people. Selfishly, I suppose, well, I'm probably quite pleased retirement didn't pan out as you expected it to, but, you know. Uh, what's the old saying? One, one man's loss is another man's gain. So um, pleased about that. So I've got another question about your role that springs to mind. Uh, you're a storeman on a nuclear power station. So, so what does that entail exactly? And how do the skills you developed in the fire service help you to become successful in your role? Well, the role really concerns that um, we order and distribute 
everything to deal with uh, the keeps the scaffold side and the installation side of the power station going. Yeah. So we need to know everything needs to be in place so that we're not held up. There's no delays. Obviously, we can't really be delayed for stuff going on in parts of the power station that it has to be done sort of now and then. And so probably in the fire brigade doing that, and everything was done instantly. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's helped me in this role here because it's it's the same sort of environment, not as, as maybe as demanding it quickly, but over yeah. a period of time, you have to get everything right and in place so that we're, there's no delays because we can't be delayed because the power station has to run as successfully as possible. Sure. So we're trying to looking not to trip them out and not to be part of the team that delays it for any reason. Sure. Uh, so that really is the, the main part of it. And there's quite a bit, you know, of, of things to be done, making sure everybody's got PPE, everybody's got the right gear, right testing equipment, all the harnesses and everything are tested, the racking's all tested. Uh, because we are under a scrutiny of, of, of our, our outside organisations checking our equipment, so we have to make sure it's right. So, yeah, they're the things that we, we keep doing on a, on a regular basis. Okay, th thank you, Dan. So we've got to know you fairly well so far. In fact, I'm sure some of the listeners might even recognise your voice from some of the other work you've done recently. And for those of you who aren't aware, Dan recently participated in a video where he shared his experience of prostate cancer. From my perspective, this was an extremely brave and courageous thing to do and something which I can say everyone here at Altrad is immensely proud of you for doing so, Dan. So if you're happy to do so, I think it would be beneficial for the listeners if you could talk us through your journey. Yeah, sure, but I'm happy to tell everybody the story as I feel it could help others. Started really by listening to a, having my lunch one day, listening to a radio program uh, on Radio 2 where Jeremy Vine and Dr. Sarah Jarvis were, were talking about prostate cancer and yeah. I was listening and it said that men over sort of 50, 55 should be checked because it was still, it kills one man every 90 minutes. I think it is something like that. So it's right. still a quite um, yeah. a big loss of people. So uh, for me, I thought mm, I need to look into this. Yeah. So obviously I nagged the wife in to get me an appointment at the doctor's because she said, oh, you're healthy, you're fit, there's no, fun. you know, you'll be fine. And yeah. I, I did feel that. I, I didn't feel anything, any different. I had no signs and symptoms, but something niggling in the back of my head made me say, go and have a look, Yeah. go to the doctor's. So I went to my doctor. He did the tests. Yeah, he said, there's something there. You need to go and see a specialist. So from start to finish, within eight weeks, I would see, I'd seen a specialist to being fully diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. Right, and that it's it's uh, quite a difficult thing to be told by anybody, you know. To, sure, sure. <laughs> cancer's a cancer, and you nobody really wants it. But and then I just we sat down, looked at our options, and the options for me were really radiotherapy and uh, tablets for two years. So I started my radiotherapy at Preston. I had to go for twenty days uh, consistently every day, and then yeah. when that's and when that's done. I now have three monthly checkups and I um, have a tablet every day for two years. So up to press, everything so far has been 
in the right place. So all my tests have become back uh, negative, if you like, and and that's all good with the right readings and everything. So I'm happy. But yeah, I've I've, I've had a it's been a journey and a sort of tough journey at times, but I've had great family support. You know, my wife's been good, you know, and sometimes, you know, parts of it were difficult to have to go and tell your son, you know, that he needs to go and get a check because he could have it and yeah. things like that. That's quite a daunting thing to do. But sure. We've got there and we've done that. And then I've, I've at work, I've got, I've had from, Altrad have been fantastic for me and my boss here at Eastham, Sean Morris has been absolutely superb. He's supported me. Right through, right through from the moment we sat down in school street, right through to even up to present day, always caring about me and asking how I am and making sure I've got everything I need and everything's going the right way. So, Great. you know, hats off to him because he's been marvellous to me. Great. Great. And then obviously, I've discussed it with the lads quite openly, you know, when uh, they've come and nattered to me and said, oh, I've been for the test and I'm, I'm okay. And, and, you know, and that that's a great feeling for me. It's been all right talking about and getting out to the, in the open to everybody so that people like that can come and do it as well because men don't really talk about problems do they not no that's not something we do we're not it's too bravado but you know sometimes it, that bravado needs to be tucked away and you need to go and do and check these things in this industry it's a male it's male dominated a lot of them and then people in this industry are probably over 50 55 now as well so yeah. Everybody needs to uh, sort of look at it and give it a, a, at least a, a coat of looking at for their own health and safety, I think. Yeah, obviously, um, I'd like to thank you for sharing that with us. You know, it, it's not the easiest thing to talk about, I can imagine. But as you've said, you know, your story could help many of the listeners. And I guess if your story prompts just one person to go for a checkup, then... You know, sharing that with us today will have been extremely, well, extremely valuable for sure. So thank you, Dan. I, I really appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah, well, exactly, Pete. That's that's great. No problem for me. That um, you know, and then anybody wants ever to discuss it, um, I'm sure they can find me, and I'm willing to speak to people about it and and talk it openly because you know, it, sometimes it needs a little bit of a prompt for people, but. I'm willing to take lessons, speak to anybody, and if I can help in any way, you know, by all means, I will. Sure. Dan, thank you so much for um, for that. I mean, that's been inspiring. And, you know, on behalf of the listeners and, and indeed Altrad, I'd like to thank you most sincerely for sharing that with us. Thank you. So um, for our final question today, I'm going to raise a question that has come in via email to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com and it reads as follows hi dan i saw your video about prostate cancer which was a brave thing to do did you have any apprehension about being involved in the making of that video and sharing your story i did to be real honest with you uh, but while it was a little uncomfortable I would be more uncomfortable if I had not done it. Yeah. Uh, if my story can help someone, then all that discomfort would have been worth it for me. You know, it can be difficult for people to talk about personal experiences, especially men. Yeah. We're not natural talkers, like I just said. So, but my hope is by doing this, it prompts a lot more of us to talk about such things and then uh, not be embarrassed 
uh, about it and maybe it can save somebody's life and that to me has got to be the most important thing of it you know to get people to go to the doctors i know that might sound daft but that's the truth no absolutely dan this podcast has been certainly time well spent in that regard um dan look you've been an inspiration um I really do appreciate you giving your time and for sharing your courageous story with us. So a big thank you from me for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Pete. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Um, so all that remains for me to do is offer my thanks to all the listeners for the time. And please do continue to send in your feedback or your suggestions for future guests to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. Thanks for listening.